For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with Jun Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another Roma Press Podcast. We hope you are doing very, very well. Quickly, a thank you to our newest patron over at Patreon, Philip Arena. Philip, thank you so, so much for your support. And, of course, to all of our other wonderful patrons who make this show possible if you would like to become a patron and gain early access to episodes post-match reactions so much more you can go to patreon.com slash roma press okay andy we uh we apparently have brian cristante reincarnated in the form of uh, francesco totti apparently I, i don't even know I mean, this guy, okay, pulling off passes, pulling off performances that have been out of this world in the last couple of matches. We have Stefan El Shadawi, reborn. It's a completely rebirth guy. I'm not going to say it potentially has to do with him wanting to get a new deal. And then we also have our favorite Norwegian oil driller as you so aptly called them at last season. Solbakken, in his very first start, finding the back of the net, on the connecting with a perfect shot, and finishing a phenomenal touch by Spinazzola. And then, of course, I am legally obliged to mention that the single goal he equal the number of goals Nicolo Zaniolo had so far in this season. Have to do that because everybody had the same tweet immediately after the goal, myself included, okay? I'm coming clean. And uh, with just one shot, yes, he he, uh, equaled Nicolo Zaniolo league goals so far this season. What did you like about Roma's performance over Verona? Because I think there was a lot to like. They did it without their preferred trio of uh, attackers. They did it with a very good defensive display, in my opinion. They did it with uh, they, they did it on the heels of a very difficult performance in which they should have won. They were defeated, and honestly, they did it in a manner where it's not flashy; it's effective. And I don't know how everybody else feels, but at no point did I think to myself, oh no, Verona is going to score. I mean, Roma shut them down completely. And then on top of that too, we can also talk about Jose Mourinho, some of the things he is saying. I don't know if you can consider it cryptic or him, you know, throwing his future into mystery. I, I don't know. 
clearly something is going on. It's a little mysterious because you mentioned in the previous episode uh, the way he has been speaking has definitely been different in these last weeks. I don't know if perhaps it has to do with the lack of activity in the January market, but where do you want to start with this one? Do you want to start with Jose Mourinho getting mad at people for uh, whistling Bove? <laughs> yeah, and uh, I I don't know. It, it seems like uh, also a lot of uh, last night's uh, crowd dynamics um, were depended a, a lot on 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 recent events, including the Roma ultras and and the banner stuff with the with the Red Star hooligans and and ultras and. Uh, a lot of that stuff internally also at the stadium you have different factions and and so during the game i think Mourinho could have also mistaken some boos and whistles from one faction to another of fans um for fans booing his players which is uh, obviously um yeah to be expected when you're on the pitch and matches the most important thing not what's going on around it um but that, i i don't want to get into that because it's not really interesting and then uh, I, i'd probably do a bad job of explaining what's going on so i just thought that um oh gosh we no don't have no time and, to do and that. you I, know I, also there are, if if people want to if dig into more of that then um yeah it just takes a little bit of research because otherwise it's not really fascinating it's just grown men crying about a banner and stuff like that and so it's uh yeah. <laughs> um i'm i i just want to say that the what would really i think stood out to me was um the that perseverance and finally you feel that this is a game where roma got what they deserved uh, because they 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 did it you know with a team that was far from uh, whatever we've come to expect from Jose Mourinho, you had Rick Karsdorp with his first start in months. You had Spinazzola with his first start uh, since Nap, since going down with an injury against Napoli. Um, you had Solbach on his first start ever for Roma. Uh, you had Tammy Abraham uh, injure his eye after 15 minutes of playing time. So, uh, kind of, you know. Uh, a bit, a little bit of everything. You had Bove in the midfield with Cristante, um, so it was really, it was really an atypical uh, formation for Roma, an atypical game plan. Um, you had a team that probably was not on the same page, that didn't know each other too well, and uh, and and yet, and and mind you, you went up against the Verona team that under Zaffaroni was um, was on track to to improve its record it was steadily improving its record i think it it had like four uh, a four game unbeaten run which is you know for a team like verona who's fighting to avoid relegation is is quite important um and 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 they managed and they managed to do so i think without too much drama without you know without too many nerves they had plenty of chances um to 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 score a second one with with Belotti being really unlucky. I mean, if there is a guy that is unlucky this year, it's Belotti because um, 
if 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 yes. if you were to get be rewarded for your work uh Belotti is somebody that I know that most of our patrons they they mock him and say call him war crate um but because that's what he offers you and and yesterday I thought that was prime example of Belotti really just doing what he was brought in to do which is basically um get in the opponent's face and engage in as many individual duels as he can and uh and that header that was saved by Montipo is unreal to me how that didn't go in. It should have, it could have been a, a, even a better night for the team and for Belotti who hasn't scored all season long in, in Serie A. But otherwise I, I, I completely view this game from Mourinho's standpoint. Like I, I, I totally got what he was saying. Uh, and this was what made this impressive is that, you really get once again you really get a sense that these guys they play with everything they have and uh and uh, game in game out with the with that with that horrendous exception of Cremonese and Coppa Italia they they really for what it's worth for what they have at their disposal you cannot blame them uh and you can't accuse them of not trying hard enough they try they they try and yesterday with with that much turnover, it was clearly visible that everybody wanted to to contribute. Um, everybody, you know, it, whether it was Bove getting a start alongside Cristante, Cristante and Mancini being the leaders of the team in in Pellegrini's absence, um, whether it was uh, Solback and who I didn't realize how tall he was. I, I don't know why yesterday with when you when you watch him for more than five minutes you. You, you you start to notice that this guy is is um is pretty high. I think he's probably one of the highest uh, players in Serie. Has to be um, from a non goalkeeper standpoint. Has to be. Um, and then you have obviously somebody like Al Sharawi also just always there. Spinazzola who takes this opportunity and uh, sort of goes back in time to his pre injury form and mm. Karsdorp who. That's exactly what I said in the post match. I, I was that his in best a long while. performance yeah, since, and, and, and since injury, July 2021. So. Sure, since that time, I think so because uh, so the, the 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 Spinazzola that we saw uh, at the beginning of the season just just wasn't it. It wasn't it. It was he was uh, he moved slow. He uh, he. I, I think he, he would misplace too many passes. He just. No, no accurate crosses here. He was the perfect link between the defense and the attack. He did exactly what we saw Spinazzola do during Euro 2020, and and uh, and then you have Ricardsdorp who in November gets you know gets called a traitor, and basically you know he his performance in that game cost you points, but also is sort of like the textbook example of what you should not do when you're being coached by Mourinho. And sort of he goes into exile for right. a few months. And then yesterday he comes back. And I'm not saying he was great. I'm not saying he was the best on the pitch. But you could see that he was playing differently. You could see that this was this was a guy with a chip on his shoulder who came on and, um, and knew what was expected of him this time around. Uh because I, I can see, I, I can imagine that the idea was of, of Mourinho and Cars getting back together was, okay, you have to respect me, but I also have to, I have to put in the work. 
and 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 that's the condition on which we agreed to continue working together and yesterday i thought for for his first start in months for getting this as his really any first meaningful playing time since being excluded from from team activities uh, since uh, the uh, start of november it was very impressive and and that that contributes to this whole discussion of 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 what Mourinho was trying to say that I, and my, notice I, I wanted to get to this because notice how his discussion how his remarks uh, like once again like similarly to last season once again they go from in the opening months of the season Mourinho is very harsh with the team, criticizes the players, criticizes the quality, the the roster. Blah, blah. Now, slowly but surely, he is embracing that tone of voice of a guy who's accepted the team that he has at his disposal and is actually trying to encourage them. He did that last season as well. Remember, he spent last season all of the first, say, five, six months basically saying how Roma's bench is shit compared to everyone else's. <laughs> right. To right. then saying, yeah, but notice the effort. Look at this guy. Look at that guy. And he's now doing the same here. And I think that's his strategy to really get the, the most out of these guys as the the season enters its its most crucial period um you, because you cannot afford to have anybody doubting their own abilities or doubting whether their effort uh, or contribution to the team cause is 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 being positively perceived by Mourinho he's responding he's saying yes i can see that everybody's trying i can see that bov is trying a guy who is close to joining serie c 2 years ago I can see that Solbakken, despite not having no idea what uh, a three-five-two is or a four-two-three-one is or whatever, um, or, or not having having after seeing for the first time real grass and not an artificial pitch in his life, is is trying to do and well, uh, exactly. the Olympico so, isn't. Uh, it's a very okay, subjective yeah, it's very classification subjective. of, true, true. of um, grass. Yeah. No, but you know, it's that's the that's the thing that I think we've been saying since the beginning of the season that now Mourinho is uh, is addressing is, and he even said it yesterday, which is once again he's in this late period of his career, and I don't know if this is his Roma edition or what, but he says these things that you would never believe a guy like him say a few years ago. Yes, he he said, um, mm. you know, on Thursday. We go again. We're gonna do the best we can, but whether we win or lose, it doesn't matter. Like if we if we if we win, great. If we lose, we can sleep peacefully. This team, they can they can you know uh, go in peace. They they can go in peace because they will. They know, and I know that they've given everything they have. And. You know, it's not something that you're used to hearing from Mourinho. Uh, this is a guy that always wants to win. And here he is basically opening to the possibility that a loss at some point is inevitable. But the effort that these guys put in, I think, is um, is so outstanding to him, to a manager who's used to world-class players, perhaps at times being lazy, sometimes needing more motivation. 
right? You know, you, you, you had, I mean, some of his best stories is getting the best out of already great players. But how many times has he gotten the, the best out of mediocre or, you know, good players, but not great? This is his task at Roma. He fi- I think he finally recognizes it. At this point in the season, it's important to, to once again reiterate it in order to motivate the team. And I think yesterday was all about that team effort, team effort in the face of adversity and team effort in the face of criticism, speculation from the media, from the fans, uh, and the injuries, the injuries that are, are, you know, are always a a, a threat uh, when, when the, when the schedule ramps up. And especially when you have uh, an important game in the Europa League on Thursday night, that's, just the level of focus that it needs that you need to have when you when you're playing only two days after getting uh, uh, you know being defeated uh, in Austria with a late mm. goal that's that's it's, it's, that level is tremendous tre- tremendous level of focus and tremendous level of effort from guys that maybe have zero playing time in their legs. Like Spinazzola or cars, though. That's, that's what it all came about to me. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. Yeah, definitely. Uh, for me, Spinazzola, if you get the Spinazzola that we saw pre-injury, to me, that adds an entirely different dynamic to how you can play. Now, that's not to say Zalewski has been doing bad. The fact that he's able to even play on the right just adds uh, all the more options that Roma in most departments, they just don't have those options. Thankfully, now with Spinazzola, you have another option at wing back. And if he plays like he did yesterday, it, it just adds again an entirely different way that Roma can play. And, and given the problems they have had to finding the back of the net this season, I, I, I think having a player uh, at the wing back with his characteristics will only help. One thing I, I guess I want to ask to you is one of the things that I think was standing out or stood out to most people that Jose Mourinho said yesterday was, would you classify it as him putting his future into doubt? I I guess I'm trying to think of a way how to I know what you're getting at. Is that the way you took it? Or or did you take Mm. it sort of as how you just described it? Um, Him trying to motivate the team. Like when he says things like, the club knows where I'm at. They know what I want. Um, even the fact that he mentioned, and obviously he is going to be aware of this, but the fact he even pointed out, well, I haven't given interviews this season except uh, post and pre-match. I don't talk. At some point, this will come out. Like, it was very odd the way he said some of these things. Yeah. And it's uh, the thing that for me it does it. I think was um, was exactly that remark of at the end of the season, I'll have plenty to say. And 
Mourinho always, you know, right, he's such right. a master communicator that he doesn't. He always says just enough to to really make you go crazy, and uh, while you try to figure out what he's saying, he says, "I'm gonna have plenty to talk about." Now, you can interpret that in so many ways. You can say, "Okay, well." What is he gonna talk? Is he gonna talk about in a in a press conference where he announces his decision to renew his Roma contract or to respect his Roma contract and see uh, his contract through to the end, so to the summer of two thousand twenty four, or is it a goodbye? Is it something like where he's gonna I don't know, you know, uh, go up to the reporters and basically give a press conference where he's blasting the club or you know the the media whatever anything that's been on his mind for the past year and a half i i that is really something that um uh had me bugging a little bit yesterday i was trying to 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 read into what he was saying i i i i watched what he said during the press conference also uh after after the match and um and he basically uses the same words. He knows exactly what he's doing. He says, "Oh, I don't know if I if I should be saying this at this point in time, but but uh, you know, it, it, he is he's so good at it that it really it leaves you kind of scratching your head. I don't know. I you know, and and these are these are things that. Um, I mean, most of our patrons essentially took that as him saying. A, a, a premature or the introduction yeah, to a yeah. goodbye. Yeah, yeah, and I can imagine. I can imagine that, that that's the majority too? of people. Um, I I really don't know. I I don't. I I would not be able to say it because uh, this is you know he's been he's been steadily making such comments recently. You know where where he's he's saying you know my future my future. Well, we in in uh, in December I had an offer and I could leave and and I decided not to. Okay. But that doesn't say anything about what's going to happen in the summer. And part of me thinks that a lot, a lot is riding on Roma's qualification to the Champions League. But I also doubt that Roma, as a club, as a club that, <laughs> mind you, remember how Mourinho was announced. Mourinho was announced while Paulo Fonseca was still in charge and had like five more games to go. Yeah, a month and a half yeah. remaining so, of the season. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that um, on 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 one hand, I see Mourinho kind of you know being like, well, I want to see if we get to the Champions League or not in order to figure out my future, if I want to continue with this team or not. On the other hand, I don't see this Roma under the Friedkins uh, make a decision of that magnitude that late in the season because it's one thing to say for Mourinho for Mourinho to say oh well we're gonna talk you know we're we're gonna see where where it's gonna take us and uh and then wait until what until April May because usually that's when these decisions are made you don't wait until June on the other hand I don't think that the Friedkins would ever consider waiting that long so if there, if there is any disagreement or any, you know, any any need to address the future, the mutual future, it should be done now, and I think it will be done now because it's both both parties have something to lose. Uh, Mourinho can't, you know, he can't stay too long trying to figure things out. 
um, and Roma can't wait for him to make up his mind. They have to they have to move on regardless. It's uh, the club operates whether Mourinho stays or not. So for me, these are. These are matters that I never like to discuss really so, so in advance because you never you never know. And what happens behind the scenes will always uh, stay behind the scenes. Something like, I mean, I, I today Tiago Pinto was at Roma's training session. I'm pretty sure that if you're the general manager, you're Portuguese, you speak the same language with Mourinho, you attend the training session with Mourinho, some words, some some line of communication is being carried over during that training session. There is. It's not like um, like Paulo Fonseca was basically, you know. And I'm sorry, I br- keep bringing out that name, but it was really a fascinating situation for a coach at Roma to have zero zero line of communication with anybody within the club. No line of communication with a sporting director because there was no sporting director for a year and a half. No line of communication with the president because the the president and owner of the club was in the middle of selling the club. So, whereas here, it's pretty evident that both parties are in touch with each other. It's so I don't think that speculation and and talk about it will do much good. I think Mourinho knows what he wants. I think Roma also know what it, what they want. I'm pretty sure that uh, Roma, run by the Friedkins, will not take a risk of waiting too long. And then what? And then what? You settle for the first name on the market after you've appointed Mourinho? Right. No way. You know that's not that. I don't see that happening. The way Mourinho's appointment took place for me says everything you need to know about how this Roma do business, similarly to how they handle the Dybala situation and so on. It just they um they they have they have a strategy, they move on with that, they have names on the radar, they, they you know they they hold multiple channels open and uh they don't let they don't let anybody dictate basically what what goes on. They they make this the decisions and then if something happens, if an opportunity arises, they make the best of it. Similarly to what happened with Mourinho. Mourinho was uh, was let go of Tottenham and Roma immediately started the negotiations with him. So all of this to say is that I I and Mourinho also I I, I think it's this is not. This is not relevant. What is relevant is what's happening there on the pitch. He basically the whole attention should be on these guys, these guys who, mind you, everybody loves to 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 hate on everybody. I, I it's so funny to me how the momentum swings. You know, to well, oh, Mancini is shit and Cristante is shit and these guys are getting renewed and blah blah. blah. To then you win against Verona and everything seems to change. Oh well, well, look, Cristante, he's running. You know, he's he's number one in tackles. He does this, he does that. Wow, and and uh, and, and then you know, obviously the team. Well, the team, look what they're doing. This is so wonderful. They're third. They're sitting third, and and uh, and then you it just takes one loss or one draw, and everything goes back to square one. That's something that I don't get. So. What I think is always worth keeping in mind is be consistent in the judgment, be consistent in analyzing the, this team's quality, which we all agree is not anything excellent. It's it's a good team, but 
it could be much, much better. It is a team that um, is so full of of limitations and uh, so full of really just so many shortcomings that they're all fighting against, then you should be scoring so many more goals. I mean, I think we have like 10 goals less scored than last season. We have a much better defense last season, but we're also scoring way less than last season. Um, it's So we're constantly... In a, in a in a battle with our with ourselves and we're facing teams where i mean we are in the run uh, for top 4 along with teams that have uh, have many more weapons than we do so and teams that were listed in a, in more favorable positions uh than us at the beginning of the season so it's um that's 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 really what you have to consider is what we're working with, what we're doing, where are we now? Is it good or bad? Well, I think sitting on third, uh, right behind the Inter on 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 on, on equal points with Milan, um, but better goal difference. That that should tell you something about about this team, about the resilience, about the perseverance, about right, how yeah. uh, Mourinho has been able to, despite all of all of the wonderful things he's been saying over the, his tenure, he's been he's managed to to find a way and get on the same page with this dimension, which must have been a culture shock. Talk about a culture shock. A guy that was used to the, the top, the very top, the very fresh cream uh, goes and has to, you know, rely on somebody like Eduardo Bove or Ola Solbach, a free agent from Norway. Well, it's great. I I, I don't think that's, uh, that's an excuse. I don't think that's, that's something that you have to, you know, that you have to uh, explain. It's, it's what it is. Roma have Mourinho have been dealt a card, and Roma in the form of financial fair play. Mourinho in the form of a team that has limited means and has limited means to improve, but tries to based on hard work. That's pretty much what we're seeing right now from Roma: hard work. One hundred percent. I think that's the perfect way to put it. We will end it there. We have Roma in uh, the Europa League later this week in the second leg. I think we like their chances, particularly if they can uh, find the back of the net and find some concrete uh, end product creation uh, in the first leg was not the issue, obviously. Um, Missing all of those golden chances was the problem. But we will be back on Friday to break down what happens again hopefully we are uh, not speaking of an elimination of Roma from the Europa League so fingers crossed for that all right everyone we will chat with you later on this week have a very good rest of your day until next time ciao